He was Sega's answer to Mario. He was cool and had an attitude modeled after a US president. He has bits of Santa Claus in him and Michael Jackson too. And no joke, he was originally pitched as a children's story told by a fictional fighter pilot who earned the name Hedgehog because of his spiky hair. Sonic the Hedgehog turns 30 years old this week, and we're here to welcome him into the Dirty 30s. There is so much hair to digest, so take a moment, relax, and join us, because we're about to take a supersonic trip down memory card lane. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. I hope these words find you safe and well. Hello and welcome to the 43rd episode of our Video Game Nostalgia podcast, A Trip Down Memory Card Lane. Each week we take a look back at one release during the current week in gaming history, and we talk about it. While doing so, we hope to teach you something new about the game itself, what it took from the world and inspiration, or what it gave back to it as its legacy. This week, we have so much to talk about. Uh, as we celebrate the 30th anniversary of Sonic the Hedgehog, which was released on June 23rd, 1991. I'm David Casson, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, who, like Sonic the Hedgehog, always comes at me with a let's-just-get-it-done attitude. My brother, Rob Casson. Rob, why are you always rushing through things? Well, Dave, in life, you gotta go faster. Faster, faster, faster. <laughs> if you ain't first, you're last. Yeah, that too. Yeah, that too. How are you? I am doing well. Uh, just busting through the week. How about yourself? Yeah, same. Uh, same. I, 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 I'm an uncle again as of this morning. So third time over. Woo! And I'm sorry. What? Yeah, I'm an uncle again. Uncle David. Uncle David three times over. So I had on another her side. Yes, of course, on her side. I didn't know. Maybe you knew something I didn't. <laughs> None of us have kids. Of course, on her side. <laughs> I thought this was an announcement of sorts. I was like, what the fuck? What announcement to who? That Christina told me. Oh, I kids. Yeah, okay. All right. No, on her side. I had another niece born this morning. So congratulations. Well, congrats, uncle. Yeah, I know. I guess, does that make me uncle-in-law? Sure. If that's what you want. Nah, it's okay. Uh, so what are you playing? What what's what you've been gaming on this week? Well, this week has seen uh, the normal Rocket League and Apex lately, and uh, I've also revitalized a little bit of the Elite Dangerous here and there. Nice. We still have to play Elite together. I uh, I fired that up in VR not too long ago and finished the tutorial in VR. So now now I can play it. Not 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 in the tutorial part. So that'll be nice. Yeah, um, it will. Yeah, it will. Yeah, it will. I played a little bit of Borderlands Three since we last uh, since we last recorded, and uh, earlier today I had about an hour to start uh, Ghost of Tsushima, which is so far really freaking great, actually. So that's probably going to be my next uh, project is finishing that game because I've heard people refer to it as the the best one of the if not the best game of the playstation 4 generation so so far it's like a really freaking cool samurai movie and i'm digging it a whole lot sounds like fun dave yeah but we're not here to talk about ghost of tsushima we're here to talk about sonic the hedgehog uh 
Sonic. Sanic. Sanic the Fudge Hog. Yeah, that. That that is such All a that. weird. That's such a weird meme. Such a weird meme. It's like the Garfield one too. The twisted Garfield one. They're um weird. Anyway, so you know Sonic. Uh, Sonic goes way back. Sonic can be traced all the way back to a tech demo created by Yuji Naka, who would later become the lead programmer on Sonic the Hedgehog, and eventually after that would become the head of the Sonic team, which is a development studio that was responsible for, pretty much is responsible for, majority of the Sonic games. Naka had developed an algorithm that allowed a sprite to move smoothly on a curve uh, by position within a dot matrix, and that's a whole lot of fancy stuff to say that he figured out how to make things move fast around a certain position. And so he took this concept and he developed it into a prototype of a platform game that involved, involved a fast-moving character rolling in a ball through a long winning tube. Separately, Sega was looking for a flagship series to compete with Nintendo and who else but Nintendo's mascot Mario. You know, I, I was thinking about this when I was doing my research. We've talked a little bit about the, the console wars, but, I, you know, when I was looking at ads for this era, I had forgotten, like, how dirty it was. Like, like they were mean and nasty to one another. There there was, like, a freaking ad where, uh, for the Game Gear, which was in color, comparing to the Game Boy, where, like, the ad was something like, who wants to look at screens that are the color of nasty, creamy spinach all day when you could go in color? And it was just like, excuse me? <laughs> like, they went at one another, man. It was, uh, it was interesting. And you don't really, you know, we talk, we talk about the console wars now, but it's mostly fueled by us as gamers. It's not really fueled by the companies anymore. You, you get what I'm saying? Oh, I was actually going to make that same exact comment that the companies are kind of letting us do it so that they don't get a negative name on their own part. It's mostly just the people who play those consoles and make themselves look like idiots. But the console creators still get to win. They do. They do. Well, you know, and the, the I guess the, the companies themselves don't really compete as much. Everyone's kind of dug into their position. You know, Sony wants to be themselves and Xbox is pretty much all like hey everyone we can play along and nintendo will forever be nintendo i think so yeah that's kind of the way it is nintendo and sony kind of have dug themselves in uh but but microsoft is like yay games for everybody you have a game you have a game you have a game that's kind of cool yeah it uh, is. but way back then that wasn't the case you know the sega was looking like i said looking for a new mascot because they wanted to compete with mario and so they turned to the research and development departments for help and, and, and came back with a whole lot of interesting ideas for character design. Uh, um, among the highlights, one of which, uh, one, was an armadillo who would, in fact, make it into later Sonic games as Mighty the Armadillo. There was a dog that was suggested. And one of my personal favorites was there was a Teddy Roosevelt lookalike in pajamas uh, who would later become the basis for Sonic's nemesis, Dr. Eggman. I say, the, is that not just Dr. Eggman? I, yeah, I know. It's, it cracks me up that that's the description. Teddy Roosevelt looked like in pajamas. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty accurate in my book. Yeah, exactly. So the game designer that was tasked with this project was Naoto Oshima, and he took these designs to Central Park in New York City, and he asked passersby which they preferred. And it was an informal poll, which was ultimately won out by another character design, which was a spiky teal hedgehog, who at the time was named Mitch Mr. Hedgehog, 
and as we know, obviously was selected as the new mascot. Uh, if I'm if I remember correctly, the dog came in second, and Teddy Roosevelt came in third. Uh, there was a dog one. If I didn't mention that, I forgot if I did. But anyway, so they nailed down the mascot, um, and then they had a kind of had to refine Sonic's look, right? And so they wanted to make something that was easily drawn by children and be familiar, you know, because they wanted it to be cool um, because the, the, their view of the United States at the time was that, you know, cool was a thing in the United States. Sonic's color was chosen to match Sega's logo and his shoes evolved from a design that were inspired by both Santa Claus and Michael Jackson's boots. Uh, you know, he, he has those... The uh, Michael Jackson album, 1987 Bad, uh, that he's wearing the red jacket. That's where they got they got all that from, because that was the Japanese view of what was cool. Uh, most interestingly, Sonic's attitude at the time, his personality was based on Bill Clinton. Uh, Bill Clinton's attitude during the 1992 presidential campaign was get it done. And that's the attitude that they took when they when they were developing a personality for Sonic the Hedgehog. So Sonic is based on a president's attitude and clothing from Santa Claus and Michael Jackson. Fun times. Uh, Right? Interesting. Here's my favorite absolute part about Sonic's origin. So in order to help sell the idea to Sega's hires up, Oshima had pitched the concept framed in such a way. So there was a fictional fighter pilot that had earned the name Hedgehog due to his spiky hair and had decorated his plane with images of Sonic. When this pilot retired, he married a children's book author who would write stories about the Sonic character, the first story of which became the plot for the first Sonic game. You can still actually see the influence, this concept of the fighter pilot and the book author in the logo for the first Sonic, because Sonic is featured in a pilot wing emblem. I, I, I don't even know. I mean, like, that was new to me. We're going to talk about stuff that's new to me. That was new to me. Apparently, this was supposed to be a series of children's stories from a retired fighter pilot's wife. You know what I mean? Guess Interesting. You <laughs> I know. So with the mascot design out of the way, Sega turned back to Naka, the programmer, who had impressed him with his work on Fantasy Star. Naka was a fan of Mario, but desired something faster, and so he designed the original prototype, his original prototype that we talked about, to play quickly, and speed was really where he focused most of his effort. The original Sonic team, thus, was Naka and Oshima, but it would later expand to seven people. Sonic was made with two programmers, two sound engineers, and three designers. Seven people made that game. That's it. And with that being said, Sega assigned it a code name, which was Project Defeat Mario, and they got to work. So in case you didn't know that they were against one another, literally this game was originally called Defeat Mario. Sounds like fun. I know, right? So initially, Sonic's default speed was set to that of Mario running, but it didn't stay there. As they had people play the game, they noticed that people had different perception of the game's speed, and many believed it was too fast. So believe it or not, Sonic has been slowed down from its original prototype. But I will say that despite wanting to beat Mario, the team was also very much inspired by him and his design. 
They really liked the simplicity of games designed by Mario creator Shigeru Miyamoto, and so they decided that Sonic would be just as simple. They wanted him controlled only with a directional pad for movement and a single button for jumps. Now this team went at it for 19 hour a day, 19 hour a day for several months. Like they were they were dug in trying to get this done. They really wanted to help Sega demonstrate the technological prowess of the Sega Genesis, and so the game went the game underwent very extensive testing and redesign. At the time as they're making this, you know, as it turns out, they had produced a game that had both the fastest ever character speed in a video game and a game that used a rotation effect in its special stages, both of which, when they sought out, they thought this was going to be impossible on the Sega Genesis. So this was a technological achievement for them. They they really buckled down and did things that when this started, no one thought they were going to be able to do. There were things, though, I will say uh, that they had to cut out. So originally they had wanted to do a split screen two player mode, but the team didn't have the programming knowledge at the time to pull it off. Now, of course, you know, if you've played later games in this series, you know that uh, split screen was included in Sonic the Hedgehog 2. And they also wanted to include a sound test that had animations of Sonic breakdancing to a band of animal characters, um, one of which was included in one of the later Sonic games. It's a, a crocodile playing drums, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but the sound test was scrapped, and the space they saved on the cartridge was re- reused to add the Sega chant as the startup sound on the cartridge. So just think, we may not have gotten Sega in the beginning of the game, Sonic games, uh, if that idea had gone through, which kind of blows my mind because that's like the thing that that Sega startup sounds. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. It would be uh, definitely a different, different. Uh, feeling. It'd be we- it'd be weird. It'd be really weird. So slowly but surely, Sonic the Hedgehog was designed, tested, redesigned and tested again until it was finished. And thus we have the first game in the Sonic series. Sonic the Hedgehog, which was released on June 23rd, 1991. I do want to point out, though, one really interesting thing that I learned in this process. So despite the fact that this was the first time Sonic was a playable character in his own video game, this was not the first time that he was found in a video game. So back in February of 1991, Sega released an arcade racing game cabinet called Rad Mobile. And Rad Mobile, in all honesty, is known as a pretty decent racing game. It also has the distinction of being Sega's very first 32-bit game. And, you know, I'm not going to go much into Rad Mobile. There might be an opportunity for us to talk about it in depth uh, someday. But what you need to know for today is that Sonic the Hedgehog first appeared in this arcade racing cabinet. So, it's a racing game. You're sitting in a chair, wheel, pedals. It's obviously, you know, with that being said, it's fir- it's first-person view, so it's a cockpit view. And as you're driving around, there's a little ornament hanging from your rearview mirror that looks none other than our spiky-haired hedgehog himself. So, truth be told, February of 1991, uh, what's that, four months before this game came out, was Rad, you know, when Rad Mobile came out, and Rad Mobile is Sonic's first game appearance. A little bit of trivia, trivia for you guys, so. But yes, we are here to talk about Sonic the Hedgehog, not Rad Mobile. Rob, you've played Sonic. Have you played the original Sonic? I've played a few levels here and there. I've never actually sat down and beaten the game. But, uh, I mean, once you play a couple levels, you kind of get the gist of the game. Have you played later Sonics? 
I the one that I've had the most experience with is Shadow the Hedgehog. Although there's one that I can't quite think of the name of right now. I don't remember which one it was, but I know it's the one where you take care of the little animals as a side thing. And that one was one that I also played in college with my roommates. But I forget. I mean, I know the people out there who played the games and love those things would know exactly what I'm talking about. But like, hey, there's little creatures that you take care of and stuff. Yeah, I don't know which one. Um, I did play the first Sonic. I had more than one friends that had it, including our neighbor across the street. Used to go and play it over there. Um, I wasn't as much of a fan of the first one. I, the second one is the jam to me, though. I, I really love Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Played a ton of Sonic the Hedgehog 2. It's not to say I don't know the first one. It just didn't stick with me as much as the second one for whatever reason. So, But for those of you who maybe haven't played a Sonic game, let's say if you've been living under a rock for the last 30 years, a traditional Sonic game is a 2D side-scrolling platform game. Although, admittedly, most of the modern ones, like the ones Rob were talking about, uh, are in 3D. And in case you hadn't noticed from all the discussion so far, Sonic is about running fast. Very fast. And he does so in levels that include springs, slopes, bottomless pits, and my absolute favorite, vertical loops. Um, Is that stuff all found in the later ones? I I don't know Shadow at all, to be honest with you. It's been a long time since I played it. I don't necessarily know that all of that is in there, but uh, definitely you do have uh, slopes, of course. I'm sure there are springs because you definitely have to jump from things to things. Uh, you know, you don't want to hit the bottom of things, so maybe they consider them bottomless pits, though. I don't really know that they are. And obviously loops are loops, man. You got to have them loops. <laughs> so you attack enemies that are found throughout the level by jumping on their head or more often using your spin attack, which is where you curl into a ball and spin your body. And as you go through levels, you collect rings. And if you get hit by an enemy, you lose your rings. If you get hit without any rings, you lose a life. Now, the plot the plot of most of the games is pretty simple, starting here in the beginning. Um, you have your nemesis, Dr. Robotnik, who has stolen uh, six Chaos Emeralds, which give him the ability to basically do bad things. So he wants to he tries to steal them. He tries he wants to harness their energy. And in order to do so, he's basically trapped all the animal inhabitants of South Island inside aggressive robots and metal capsules. And that's where Sonic comes in. Sonic comes in to save the day uh, to to defeat all these aggressive robots, to release animals from metal capsules and most importantly, to destroy Dr. Robotnik. So this game has six zones. The first one, uh, which is perhaps the most famous, is called Green Hill, which was modeled after the landscape of California, in case you didn't know. Actually, I was not aware of that. There's also the Labyrinth. There's the Marble Zone. There's Scrap Brain Zone. The Sky Base Zone. And Starlight Zone. And within each of these zones, there are three acts. So, you know, Green Hill 1, Green Hill 2, Green Hill 3. So there are, in fact, 18 levels and then some. So if you finish Act 1 or Act 2 of any zone with at least 50 rings, you'll be able to enter a special stage. And the goal of these special stages is to obtain the Chaos Emerald within. So as you go along, you know, you're supposed to complete all six zones and you're supposed to collect all the Chaos Emeralds in these special stages. Now, if you do that, if you if you complete the whole game while collecting all the Chaos Emeralds, you get the true ending to the game. 
However, if you complete all six zones, but you don't collect the emeralds along the way, you'll just get an ending that shows Dr. Robotnik taunting the player by juggling all the emeralds that they never collected. And, and that's it. That's Sonic the Hedgehog. It's a very basic premise that had started a very popular franchise. Uh, you know, one of which we just saw um, one of basically the movie. You know, we in 2020, February 2020, we got a Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Um, so Sonic is still going strong there. I think they're about to put on another Sonic game at the end of this year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so, I mean, what, what, what else is there to say? Sonic is one of the best known video game characters in the entire world. You know, Rob, I, I you don't really think about things like this, but I went through the list of Sonic games and I was counting and I know I'm not perfect. But I counted about 103 different Sonic games. Holy crap. And now this includes spin-offs like mobile mobile games cuz there's like Sonic Fishing and Sonic Bowling and Sonic this and then it also includes compilations like, you know, the Sonic Mega Collection or Sonic Media which uh I have on my Switch. Um well, you know, can't forget the mashup games too, like Mario and Sonic at the Summer and Winter Olympics. Yep, those or, are on there course, too. The one that is most well known because we've talked about Super Smash Brothers. Well, that list doesn't even include games like Smash Brothers. It didn't even include other games that he he appeared in. Like, if I'm not mistaken, he's been like his his likeness is in Fantasy Star and he's in Smash Brothers. And there's all sorts of weird places that Sonic shows up. Um, and then let's not forget, he's been in cartoons. He's been in comic books. There's. I'm sure there's novels, graphic novels. I mean, Sonic is Sonic is one of those we've talked in the past about Mario. We've talked we've talked in the past about Pac-Man. I think Sonic is right up there for notable video game characters. He he is one of the most n- well-known video game characters in the entire world. And I I would fight anyone on that statement. So, you heard him, y'all. Get him. <laughs> Get him. Fight him. Fight Dave. Fight Dave. Um, yeah, I mean, Sonic's just been everywhere. I, I mean, absolutely everywhere. You know, I, I talk about cartoons. I remember there used to be like Saturday morning cartoons. You know, there were comic book series and he's just been everywhere. It's, it's, it's kind of hard to think about the fact that he's been everywhere. You know, his first... His first animated series was back in like 92 or 93. And um, I used to watch that. Um, I used to watch a whole lot of that. But yeah, lots of fun times. I love Sonic. I mean, I, I, you know, I, like I said, I have Sonic Mania, which, which Sonic Mania has a bunch of the Sonic. Do you have Sonic Mania? Have you ever bought that one? No, it doesn't sound familiar. No. Um,. What uh, what other ones are on the Switch? Isn't it Sonic Mania, the one that's on the Switch? No, I'm gonna I, I don't use my Switch very often, so I couldn't tell you. The only time you use your Switch is when I tell you to go play a game on your Switch? Um, I mean, not entirely, but like majority of the time, yes. Um, do you ever play Sonic, the Sonic Racing, Sonic and Friends Racing Transformed or what have you? Yes, I have played that Yep, a <laughs> few times here and there. That's a good game. That's a good, good alternative to Mario Kart. It's probably one of the best alternatives to Mario Kart. So 
Yeah, I would agree. I, it's definitely different, and it's kind of cool seeing that and uh, seeing the the differences and the similarities. And you know, I definitely will say that um, the newer Mario Karts have some of the same aspects with the transformations in races. Which I don't know if it's just copying or if it's an homage to or what have you, but I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. So Sonic Mania came out in 2017, um, which was supposed to roll out, you know, kind of alongside its 25th anniversary. And it's a side-scrolling Sonic game. Many of its levels are remixed zones, like the first one's the Green Hill Zone. Um, but yeah, so that's that's the one. It's got a lot of fun stuff. Um, they remixed they remixed a lot of levels and put them into Sonic Media. It's a good good traditional um, Sonic game that I've introduced my nephew to. So we're trying to keep the dream alive. Right on, yeah. Dave. Yeah. Well, I think that I've spent a good, I don't know, 20, 25 minutes ranting about Sonic, learning about Sonic. So y'all know I love Sonic. But as always, we like to see how other people like Sonic, um, including critics and the games we played. I got to tell you, so the critic reviews that I pulled for today, I was able to go back and look at the actual magazines, like someone had scanned the magazines from 91 in there. And I will... um, post the links to these scans on our website, which is www.memorycardlane.com. But if you want to go back and have a really good laugh and see like the ads for games for that time period, and just literally it's the entire magazines that are in there. It was a lot of fun to go back and look at everything. So, um, but I brought some highlights from the magazines in for you, Rob, since I know you love to share reviews so much. So why don't you take it from here? All right, Dave. So first up, we have, from June of 1991, GamePro Magazine. It starts out with Sonic the Hedgehog is Sega's latest for the Genesis, and it could well be the greatest. This is a gorgeous cart with lightning-fast action. You'll need quick reflexes and quick thinking, because Sonic is a quick little dude. Sonic the Hedgehog's multi-scrolling graphics are a knockout, easily the most impressive picks and animation in a Genesis cart yet. The backgrounds, in particular, are fantastic. No Genesis cart squeezes more fun out of just running and jumping than Sonic. One of the most fun aspects of Sonic World is that it's full of unseen surprises, including secret doors, invisible levels, and hidden power-ups. You'll replay levels, or the entire game, just to find all the things you've missed. Sonic the Hedgehog is a class act all the way. It showed what determined programmers, artists, and game designers can do when they really set out to produce a winner. You know, I really like that notion of all the unseen surprises because that was one of the really fun things about Sonic and all of them was hidden walls, you know, that you could go right through and invisible, you know, parts to levels and... Um, it's kind of like, you know, they compared themselves to Mario and Mario has the warp zones and Sonic had a version of that kind of stuff all over the place. And it's true. Like there were so many ways to get through the levels that you did. You replayed the game, you replayed the levels just to see, okay, can I do it this way? Can I go? What, what happens if I keep going up or what happens if I stay down low or Hey, what's, what's this weird looking block? Like they were all over the place. And it was a whole lot of fun to try to to try to find them all. I, I couldn't agree more. So, absolutely, kind of reminds me of uh, myself. I remember when I was young, finding 
all of the secret missions and ways to unlock the different planets on Star Wars, uh, Star Fox 64. Yes. I always thought that was a ton of fun coming up with trying to figure out how to get the secret levels and secret bosses and all of that. That to this day, that concept is also why Super Mario World is one of my favorite games of all time because it blew my little minds when there were ways to unlock different levels and different paths on the uh, on the overworld map. Um, it, it was phenomenal. So, all right, what else we pull? All right, next up, also from June of 1991, we have Sega Power Magazine, who may be a little biased on this one. <laughs> so sure. their review starts out that Sonic the Hedgehog is the best Mega Drive game yet. Sega has pulled out all of the stops and let loose the fastest, most colorful, and most entertaining roller coaster game we've ever seen. Graphically, Sonic sets new standards. The multi-layer parallax scrolling, the speed of the action, and the incredible attention to detail combined to create a real feast for the eyes. Sonic himself moves better than any other game character we've ever seen. The speed and cartoon style animation linked to the use of real gravity combined to create a remarkably realistic and entertaining ride. Okay, let's pick faults. As soon as Sonic arrived, we played it solidly for two days from about 9am until 7pm. On the second day, we finished the game for the first time. Now, we reckon that we're good game players, but it could be, argue- but it could be argued that Sonic is a bit on the easy side. Now, in Sonic's defense, it can be argued that the challenge doesn't end once you've completed all the levels. Finishing with all six Chaos Emeralds is an entirely different matter. With that being said, if Sega maintains this new standard of releases, then we can all wave bye-bye to Mario and look forward to even more of the best games in the world. Yeah, maybe a little biased. We definitely didn't say bye-bye to Mario, so... Yeah, all, no, no, not quite. We didn't say bye-bye to Sonic either, so I mean, there, I guess there can be two of them. I I think it's funny, though. Uh, this wasn't the only review that, that noted how easy it was to get through all the levels. But this one at least acknowledges all six Chaos Emeralds. I don't think at the time, it's kind of obvious that a lot of people didn't realize that finishing the levels with and without the Chaos Emeralds created two different endings. The multiple endings wasn't really a thing back then. I, I This is probably not the first game that ever did it, but it just wasn't a thing back then. And, um, and yeah, yeah, it, the way this was written, it was almost like they didn't even realize that that was part of the game too, so... I pulled one more review from a kind of weird place because it really amused me that I found it. So go ahead. All right. So next up in August of 1991, we have a review from none other than Entertainment Weekly, Mm -hmm. who says Mm -hmm. that dazzlingly fast, yet never chaotic, consistently challenging, but never impossible. Sonic the Hedgehog is quite simply one of the best video games I've ever played. Superficially, it breaks no new ground. The spiky-haired hero jumps, dodges, and weaves his way through various worlds filled with bizarre creatures. Yawn. The big difference is in Sonic's splendid graphics and play control. One stage of the game is like the Coney Island Cyclone relocated to outer space. Another recalls the inside of a gigantic watch, and the game's underwater scenes are so realistic, they gave me, an inveterate dog paddler, an anxiety attack. Even when there's nothing happening, there's something happening. Hold Sonic still long enough, and he, I think he's a he, 
<laughs> glares at you, puts his hands on his hips, and taps his foot impatiently. Now there is a video game character I can finally identify with. A plus. A plus, Entertainment Weekly. A plus. I couldn't agree more. There's a video game character I can finally identify with. <laughs> oh, oh, and the underwater scenes. Yeah, I used to hate that stuff. I used to hate that stuff. You know, Sonic Drowns and that gameplay, um, that gameplay feature came about because the designers mistakenly thought that hedgehogs could not swim. And that trait, that trait kind of stuck with the series. But they can, in fact, swim. There, that they a, can. There's another trivia uh, stuff for you. So, all right. Well, that's critic reviews. Uh, moving on from critic reviews, as always, we like to see what gamers thought about the game. And so, I, well, I mean, I, I pulled some reviews from Moby Games that all came later, mostly because it's really hard to find user reviews from 1991 when they didn't really have an internet or anything like that. You know what I mean? Absolutely. But anyway, on to the user reviews. What do we got? Alrighty. So first up, we have from Moby Games user Mr. B. Mr. B says, The console wars. We are currently witnessing World War III in terms of consoles. Let's pause a second and think back to 1991. Nintendo has the most popular console. Thought of at the time like people thought about the PS1 at its time. And Sega was thought of as just another contender. Mario seemed to be the only guy jumping around on TV. Okay, and maybe Timmy Mallet, whoever that is, at that time. And Sega's future seemed to be underlined at that very moment Nintendo slapped down its sales profits for the year. Suddenly, Sega had a mascot. And the rest is history. Yeah, pretty obvious, I know. Sonic started the life of the Mega Drive Genesis and spawned the famous Console War. This game was seen as a complete opposite of Mario. Super fast, dazzling graphics, and spot-on gameplay. Sonic the Hedgehog set the standards of what people saw the Sega console was capable of. Yeah, years later, Mario 64 won an award and Sonic Adventure didn't, and Nintendo's Game Boy is the most successful console ever. But this is the game. This is the character which set the future of games and how they are distributed to the public forever. Go Sonic, go. I don't think Game Boy is still the most successful console ever. I could be wrong. I think it's the PlayStation 2 now because they kept selling it until like two or three years ago. Um, And it was still selling pretty well in like Mexico and places like that. But uh, yeah, pretty interesting. And, And look, they're right. I mean, everything, Sonic was fast, 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 and it was really pretty. I mean, they advertise it as speed, though. Go fast, go fast, go fast, you know, and um, and it was. I mean, it, it was. It was so di- it was so different from everything else. It was just, it was great. It was honestly really good. All right, what else we got? All right, next up we have from Moby Games user Kane Severus, who says that everything about this game was good. This was my first game I've ever played in my entire life. So you can see how I got so darn hooked. This game has a good story, time-worthy AI, good graphics for the Genesis, and just a great experience that'll leave you wanting to play again. Dr. Robotnik is a real pain in the ass with a new invention at the end of each stage. But you can beat him, can't you? Yeah, 
you can. Plenty of us have both in this game and many, 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 many other games after this. In fact, uh, 103. No, I'm just kidding. He's not in all 103 games. Maybe he is. I don't know. Maybe he's one of the characters in Sonic Bowling. I don't know. I've never played it. Nor have I. All right. What else we got? Next up from Moby Games, we have user Joel Chappelle, who says, well, this game rocks. I even play it now, and it still seems fresh. The levels are great, and it's a start of the Sonic themes. The bosses are good, and the Egomatic sprites are not that good. The music is so good, and I even hum the tunes. The best level is Scrap Brain Zone. The graphics kick ass. It stuffs Mario's face in and makes the rest of the games look like crap. <laughs> How does one stuff Mario's face in? Um, I, I don't have an answer. I could not tell you. I, I don't know, Dave. I really don't remember the Scrap Brain Zone very well. I, I know I beat this at least once, but I didn't play this one over and over and over like later ones in the series. Uh, but apparently this guy really likes the Scrap Brain Zone. That of course, he does. Of course, we all remember Sonic's theme song. Uh, that one was pretty catchy. Uh, go and look it up online if you don't know it, but you'll know it the moment you hear it. So, yeah. And the Sega chant. Sega! Who doesn't know the Sega chant? But, um, yes. yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So, I looked, I'll be honest, I, I, it's pretty well known that Sonic is universally loved. You know, one of the most popular video game characters of all time. And with anything, I wanted to find some dissenters. Um, so I actively sought out some reviews, uh, either user or critic reviews that were not so kind to Sonic. And I couldn't. So, yeah, uh, history looks at Sonic the Hedgehog pretty fondly. Um, that's cool. And everybody loves Sonic. You know what I mean? Absolutely, Dave. Everybody loves Sonic. Everybody loves Sonic. I really don't have much more. I mean, that that's, you know, we're talking about the original. The original was pretty basic, had the 18 levels, was a lot of fun, went really fast, had really good looking graphics. Uh, it was a, it was a lot of fun. I would, I would recommend people go and play it. Um, like I said, if you want something modern, they have Sega Mania on the, um, on the switch uh, on most of the systems the newer systems and it has remixed levels which aren't quite like the original but it plays pretty it's pretty true to the style of the old sonic so if for any reason you don't want to go back and play the original sonic the hedgehog there are some very modern equivalents that will get you the same um the same nostalgic feeling including sonic mania I'd still recommend going. You can find the original Sonic all over the place, like in, um, you know, the Sonic Mega Collection and other stuff like that. So pretty much. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, and I know I'm not mistaken, Sega started releasing a bunch of uh, uh, a bunch of games. I, I have I'm in the Apple ecosystem, so I know that you can get the original Sonic Hedgehog for free. It's ad supported. But it's one of the games that they have in what's called their Sega Forever series, which is a bunch of classic Sega games they released as ad-supported versions on the uh, App Store. So it doesn't even cost anything if you have an iPhone to go and get the original Sonic the Hedgehog. So go do it. You don't have an excuse in the matter. But um, yeah, I think before that's about all I have on Sonic before we move on to the discuss gaming questions slash discussion of the week. Anything you want to add about 
Sanic the Fudge Hog? Uh, he's fast. He's very fast. And he, he has a lot of rings, so someone must have liked him a lot because they put a lot of rings on it. They put a whole lot of rings. Well, but someone left a lot of rings laying around, so where did all those rings come from? Well, that's a good question, Dave. We, that, yeah, that's yeah. philosophical. <laughs> Maybe all the little animals? Do you re- So, okay... So you said that the game you played, you had to take care of the little animals. Yeah, I was like, I think they're chows or cow, 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 cow. So this one just had little animals like you, you'd walk up to like a little metal. It was like a metal egg and it had a button on top and you would jump on it and it would open up and the animal would would run out. I don't think the saving the animals had anything to do with with whether or not you got a good ending or a bad ending. But yeah, there were just randomly... And the animals were, like, in the metal machines that Dr. Robotnik would throw at you. So, like, if you defeated a robot, it would release animals. And then, like I said, you could release animals out of these, like, metal eggs that you would you'd stumble across from time to time. So, hmm. fun little fact. But, yeah, Sonic's fast. All right. So, moving on from Sonic specifically. Um, gaming question, which is more like a discussion of the week. Okay. Okay. Wanted to see if anyone had ever kind of distinguished who the fastest video game character of all time is, because uh, you know people do weird things and 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 they you know find ways to do math equations. But I couldn't really come up with it. But I did find a bunch of articles that I think are worth discussion to discussing. Mm-hmm. Uh, in which Sonic was various characters were talked about in the vein of whether or not they were faster than Sonic or Sonic was faster than it. And I thought that we could have the same discussion. Okay. Okay. So first of all, Sonic or Kirby? Well, Kirby is on a warp star. What do you think? Um, I'm going to go with Kirby on a warp star. Yeah, I think so, too. I think a warp star is warp speed. I don't know if Sonic can break. You think Sonic can break the speed of light? He breaks the sp- sound barrier, but I mean, I think a warp star is, you know, the speed of light. I think that's going to do it. Yeah, I don't think that Sonic is capable of that, although I'm sure that there's possibly something in one of the games or comics or movies that I haven't seen or television shows as well that could uh could very well be that. All right, so the next one I think is cheating a little bit, but since it was on there, Flash. And we can talk about it because Flash is in the Injustice games. Now, have you seen the new um, Justice League cut? The newest one, that the, the Zack Snyder cut? Uh, no, I haven't dedicated 13 and a half hours of my life. <laughs> All right, so... In that in that one, a uh, little bit of a spoiler, but not a huge spoiler. The Flash finds a way to manipulate time, and I think just based on that, we can fairly say that Flash is faster than Sonic because it, to manipulate time, you have to be faster than light. And we've already just established that Sonic is not faster than light, so or I'm, just be really good at magic, or, or build a time machine. Oh, there you go, there you go. Okay, so moving on from Flash, I think that was an easy one. How about Samus? What do you hmm. think? I mean. I haven't done a whole lot of the Metroid games myself, but from the knowledge that I have from like Smash and stuff and the one game I did play, I don't remember what one it was, but uh, I I personally would have to say Sonic. But again, I, I have a lot of knowledge I don't have about Samus, so it's very possible that it's just one of the things I never encountered. Actually, now, agree. assuming on the ground, of course, not yeah. flying around. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I agree. I think Sonic's faster than Samus. Speaking of Metroid, do you see that we're getting a new Metroid game in October? Uh, I sure did. 
I'm excited because Super Metroid is still up there on my list of favorite games from that era. And it's been a long time since we've had a really good proper 2D Metroid title. And we have a new Metroid coming in October. So I'm super excited. All right. How about this one? Tracer. What do you think? Mm. I mean, technically speaking, she can move through time. Exactly why she's on the list. But I mean, in game, like in the actual gameplay, Obviously, you don't travel through time. You just teleport back to where you came from very, very quickly. And I think that in a linear line that Sonic could probably keep up with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're probably right. I, I see. I mean, I know she travels through time, but I I have the same mentality. Like, really, the only time we get to use it, it's not very useful like in this in a race like in this situation. So I think Sonic would eventually run circles around her. So. How about Captain Falcon? Um, as just a standalone, like just by himself, probably. Actually, you know, I think that that the, the uh, F Zero cars even are slower than Sonic. I think Sonic could keep up. Yeah, I think Sonic could keep up too. Yeah. Uh, Faith from Mirror's Edge. You ever played a Mirror's Edge game? Uh, I have not. No. Oh well, then this one doesn't really. Okay, Sonic is faster than Faith. Faith is. Uh, you like you? Mm, that's all right. Uh, all right. So here's one because you already talked about it. At, you already talked about Mario and Sonic at the Olympics. Mario. Theoretically, there's a world in which Mario outruns Sonic at the Olympics. <laughs> I mean, I think that that was uh, more like a charity event and Sonic wanted to be fair. So he didn't use his full speed and was actually using more like, I don't know, a percent of his total speed. I mean, come on. We've all seen Mario run. He might be fast, but he's not that fast. Yeah, very true. Uh, we were just talking about this one last week. The goat from Goat Simulator. <laughs> all right, that one might be the fastest. <laughs> that thing that thing could fly into oblivion in 0, 0.0 seconds. Oh, man. Yeah, I know. I know. It. It's um. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. A lot, a lot of fun. Uh, and then this one made a very, very, very good point. Um, the NPCs in role-playing games, when you go from one town to another, because even if you warp, somehow they're always there before you get there. Get what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, when you put it that way, you're right. Although, when you warp, so to speak, that's... Not necessarily you doing so instantaneously. There could be some passage of time. I guess in some games where there's not a passage of time, then yes, you would be correct. But you would have to imagine that it's nearly just allowing you to not have to sit and do the traveling yourself, but experience it instantaneously as though it were a war. All right. So how about uh, how about the characters from Saints Row? You, I know you've played Saints Rows with me. You know, we've talked about them before. Especially in the Saints Row the Fourth, when you get Super Sprint, which basically allows you to run like the you know the the flash through the simulation, you think that they could outdo Sonic? Um, maybe. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. It, it's pretty freaking fast. Um, I mean, okay, that's a tough one. I don't know. I think that Sonic could probably beat it at his prime. Ever play any of the Infamous games? I have not. Because they compare it to that character, too, which I can see. And then I know you've never played Warframe. 
uh, despite the fact that I've told you that I think you would like Warframe, uh, because the the Tenos, the the Warframes in that game just move fast and fluid. Uh, I still think Sonic would beat them. Um, yeah, Crazy Taxi. What about the taxi and Crazy Taxi? Uh, depends on who's driving. <laughs> what about the taxi in um, the uh, the Simpsons? Crazy Simpsons taxi and run. That's the one. I knew you'd know it. Uh, I don't think that the taxi, but it definitely if you got the rocket ship, that might be that. That would probably be Sonic. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, um, that's just a lot of fun. A lot of fun. So, what about the mailman from Breath of the Wild? Ooh, mailman's got that one. Mailman has definitely got that one. Absolutely. Um, that dude, that dude, no, that dude wears a lot of weird things. But one thing's for sure, he can outrun. He can outrun. Speaking of Breath of the Wild, did you see the little glimpse we got of the second one? I have not. No. Did you look at anything for me three? Uh, nope. Damn. Well, um, I'd say you're missing out, but we didn't really get a whole lot for Breath of the Wild two. But that doesn't make it exciting. Not that doesn't make it any less exciting because I know how much you love. I know how much you love uh, Breath of the Wild. Exactly. I just, yeah, I just, I don't know. New things, I just wait for them to get closer to the release. There'll be more hype about them, and that's when I find out. And then I can be like, yay, all of my money is gone. Or when people send me things. Like Battlefield 2042, which I already have pre-ordered. Did you get to see Elden Ring, at least, since y'all are fans of the Soul series? Um, Actually, that had not been sent to me. I didn't realize that. So we have a new look at Elden Rings, which is in the same like it's that genre it's it's what people who play that genre are kind of excited for so and it looks twisted hmm. too it's um um it looks really twisted i really like the the art style from it um i really like the art style from it uh do you you know what elden rings is nope okay so elden rings is a game created by hidetaka miyazaki which is the guy who created the soul series and so it's his game design with a story written by George R.R. R. Martin. So, oh, yes. And uh, it looks, uh, I'll be honest. I mean, you know, I'm not a huge fan of that genre. Um, but with that being said, I am kind of excited for that game because the art style looks just twisted and I am excited for it. It looks it's probably going to be a very frustrating game for me, but I think it's going to be pretty cool. So. And that will make watching you play it all the more funny. Oh, man. There was some other fun stuff to come out of E3. Uh, Forza. We get a fifth Forza that's going to mm-hmm. be released later, later this year. That's exciting. Uh, Halo. New Halo game we get. That's going to be exciting. Um, I Fallout London we saw a preview of. That's going to be cool. Um, I don't know. What else? There's probably a bunch. of Oh, Starfield. Bethesda has Starfield. Which is basically like Skyrim, but set in space, is what they're saying. So it looks like a hopped up, like, No Man's Sky. Well, uh, you know what? No, it's more like Elite Dangerous, because the, the, the footage they showed was you, like, literally in a, a spaceship. And um, I think Starfield is something that you, in particular, are going to like a whole lot of. Um, so, yeah, it was, um, I don't know, there was just a lot of good stuff. A lot of good stuff. I will tell you, uh, 
I don't know. We really like Forza, a, a prospect of a new Forza. And this one's on like a uh, Mexico, the continent of Mexico. So it's got more of a uh, off-roady uh, type thing to it, which was, you know, which is kind of cool. I think that you would like that. Oh, and Tiny Tina's Wonderland. We got that. Uh, there's just sorry. Now I'm on the E3 kick. There's a lot of good stuff coming. So, well, go check out the E3 announcements, people. Find out for yourselves instead of listening to Dave rant about it. Yeah, and you go look at the video for Elden Ring when you get a second, or I'll send it to you when, we're, when we sign off. So Okay. Well, Dave, you talked about all these video game characters, but I got one for you that I really got to see what your opinion is. Who's faster? What's that? Sonic or Turbo? Turbo? Turbo. I think still Sonic. I mean, yeah, you're probably right. But damn, would that still be a fun race to watch? Because Turbo's a fast little snail. Turbo's a very fast little snail. Turbo, Turbo is a very fast snail. But I just think Sonic would. I just think Sonic. I do. I do. I'm sure someone's done that one somewhere too, haven't they? I'm sure there would have to be. <laughs> oh man! But uh, alrighty, well, ladies and gentlemen, you know I've given you a lot of opinions and. Um, we got some magazines for you to check out. Uh, and also, if you would like to see a screenshot of where Sonic appeared first, you can do so by looking at my notes, which we post on our website at www.memorycardlane.com. Also on memorycardlane.com, there are past shows. There is a biography. There's a calendar of upcoming episodes and a place where you could submit your own memories that we'll share on air. Or uh, or gaming questions of the week. If you know what we're doing and you say, hey, Dave, Rob, I have the perfect question for you guys to answer. Hit us up with it on our website, www.memorycardlane.com. There is also a link to our Discord community where you can join us and hit us up directly with the questions or play some video games with us. Uh, and there is a link where you can support us on Patreon. For only $2 a month, you can support this fledgling podcast. We're not really fledgling at this point. I say that jokingly, disparagingly, but we're not fledgling. Um, but we would love your support, uh, which, like I said, you can do so for either $2 a month by clicking on the link that says support on our website or by going to patreon.com slash trip down memory card lane. And finally... On our website, you can find links to our social media endeavors. I can be found on Twitter as David is wrong. Rob, what are you doing on social media these days? Well, Dave, I can be found streaming on twitch.tv forward slash F-A-T-B-O-I-R-I-P-Z. Fat boy rips. Fat boy rips indeed. Well. That's it. That's a wrap. As always, before we take the episode out of here, uh, we always go back. As we talked about in the beginning, every week we try to teach you something new about the game, what it took from the world as its inspiration, or what it gave back to it as its legacy. So, Rob, what was your takeaway, your greatest takeaway for this week? I mean, I, I, greatest is the a very loose term for me. But uh, I will say that one thing I was very surprised to learn was that Green Hills was based off, uh, I believe you said Los Angeles, but it was somewhere in California. It was, it was California. They modeled it after California. They wanted it to be 
appealing to U.S. audiences. So it over it, it went through a lot of reworks, and that was their inspiration and how they got to where it is. So yeah, I found that very interesting. I had no idea. I mean, it makes sense. You know, a lot of hills there, but just uh, very cool to hear that to to learn that because I just thought it was just a hilly area. Like you know, there's hills everywhere. Yep, for sure. What about yourself? I had no clue Sonic appeared in a video game before Sonic the Hedgehog. That was pretty cool. I I had I mean, you know the 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 inklings about the design and his attitude and stuff are you get little bits and pieces from here and there. But I had honestly never never ever heard before that his first game appearance was actually in Rad Mobile and not in Sonic the Hedgehog. And, excuse me. And like I said. If you want to take a look at it, uh, I posted a link on the show notes to the Wikipedia page. And on the Wikipedia page is the screenshot of where you can see Sonic the Hedgehog uh, in Rad Mobile. So there you go. There you go. Well, right on, I, Dave. I think that'll do it. Um, I think that'll do it. So thank you all uh, from me and Rob. Uh, what else? What else would you like to add before I take it out of here? As always, I want to take a moment to say thank you all for listening. It means the world to us, and we hope that you continue to listen and enjoy. Right on. All right. Well, with that being said, I'm going to take it out of here. So, admittedly, we're going to have a shorter episode next week. Uh, one, because it's a pretty basic game, and two, because I need a break. <laughs> um, we're going to take a look back at one of the classics from the Golden Age of Arcades. It was a game that literally left its lead programmer with nightmares. So fun little fact. But still, millions of people around the world would play Missile Command, which became one of the top grossing arcade cabinets of its time. So we're going to talk all about it and all the ways it sought to prevent the next World War, since we talked about World War III with the console wars today. So take a step back and let's do some uh, war prevention as we take next week's trip down memory card lane. Do the thing. Doopa 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 ba. Do 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 do. I'm loving it. <laughs>